Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And these episodes, they're yours. Tell me what you want to know about. What topics do you want to dive into so that you can really get stepping into the energy of the Inner Dominatrix? Send me an email, innerdominatrix at gmail.com, or pop into the Facebook group, access your inner dominatrix, and tell me what's on your mind. All right, today, this is inspired from a post that I occasionally put out on my Facebook feed. And the question is, you know, what do you use to stop you? Do you use fear, doubt, guilt, shame, or anger? And I ask people to pitch in, and by far, fear is the number one. That's the one that most people say, this is my stopping point. It's fear. And so I thought, this is a great topic to get picking at, right? To dig in and say, what is it? What is really going on? And why are so many people locked up by fear? So first thing, I want to just, you know, differentiate between fear that is real and fear that is imagined. So fear that is real is you know, somebody has a gun to your head. That's fear. That's real. Or you're driving down the highway and suddenly you notice that there's a car about to head on collision with you. That's fear. That's a real fear. You're in the Sahari and there's a tiger chasing you. Yeah, that's real fear. Okay, that's going to motivate you. All of those situations are going to motivate you into some sort of action, even if the action is to sit and be perfectly still, but you're going to be motivated to action. Now, the other kind of fear that people label as fear may not be fear at all. And this is where we want to be aware of what's going on. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode where I take you through how to get in touch with your internal knowing, your intuition, I want you to pause this, go back, listen to that one, because otherwise the rest of this is not going to make a lot of sense. Unless, of course, you already have the tool. So with this, what I want you to do is I want you to start checking in on things that you think that you're afraid of, and we're going to start questioning it rather than getting into your brain and going, I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of public speaking. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of the dentist. We label it and we just, you know, get locked in and we say, that's my fear. That is what fear is. And that's what it is. It may just be a matter of that is a conditioned response and so your body is having this conditioned response and it's not actually fear, but it's just a Pavlovian dog response, right? The bell rings, the dog salivates and, you know, same thing. So you go to the dentist, that brings up that anxiety and then you feel like, oh, I'm afraid of the dentist. But those kinds of situations are more of an anxiety producing as opposed to an actual fear. And that's where we want to, you know, check in because when you're in that, you know, anxiety fear, that has the identical response as excitement. Physiologically, they are actually identical in the body. Now, the real fear has a slightly different component than the anxiety fear. So when I talk about fear and excitement being identical, I'm talking about the anxiety fear, you know, the fear of heights, the fear of public speaking, the fear of the dentist. Those are anxiety fears that you can change. 
that there's a lot of great tools to get you shifting out of fear. But the very first thing with a lot of this is just to start, you know, asking some questions and identifying whether it's actually fear or whether it's maybe excitement, whether there's a thrill in this. And so your body's going through that, oh, that's kind of exciting kind of thing, right? And we want to check in because if you automatically assume that it's fear, then that entire situation gets locked into the body and you can't do anything with it. But as soon as you ask some questions and you start checking in, now you have more choices. You have more options as to what you can do about it. Because if it's excitement and it's producing anxiety, okay, now we have a number of tools that we can use to actually deal with the anxiety. But the first thing, like I said, is to be checking in on whether it is actually fear or whether maybe it's anxiety or, yeah, whether it's excitement or whether you're even maybe picking it up from somebody else. And this is a case where, you know, it seems really logical that you're about to step on stage and I'm afraid, but sometimes what's happening is that, you know, there's other people in the room and they're seeing you get up on stage and they're imagining themselves getting up on stage. And so they're into that (gasps) kind of moment. You have this rush of excitement and then you pick up and you perceive their anxiety and you, you overlay that onto what is going on. And so it compounds it and you think, oh, I must be afraid of getting on stage. Maybe not. Maybe we need to be checking in. So when you have that feeling in your body, then the the trick is you want to expand out, right? Expand. That's always the first piece. You're going to expand yourself out all the way out to infinite if you can. Okay. Just intend to go out there. It's super easy. And once you've expanded out, now you have more access to more information. And so when you check in, you say, does this belong to me, someone else or something else? then you're going to get a more accurate read on whether it's actually yours. And remember from the last episode, I said, if it, if it takes you more than half a second to come up with that hit, then your brain is engaging and your brain will never give you the accurate information. Your brain will go to logic. It's like, your brain's like, well, I feel this in my body. So it's got to be ours, you know, because we feel it. So then it must be ours, right? Okay, that's logic, but it's not necessarily true, right? If we think back, you know, around the 14th century, people thought the world was flat. They really believed that the world was flat. And they were like, no, I'm, the world is flat. If you sail too far, you're going to fall off the edge of the earth. You're going to be swallowed up by dragons. And they believed this. And it wasn't until somebody came along and went, well, what if it's not? What if I sail off the other direction and I can hit India by going west instead of east, right? They Somebody challenged it. Somebody asked some questions and then they put it into action. And in, in doing that, of course, you know the story, Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. Whole new land. Oh my goodness. Changed everybody's paradigm. Suddenly what everybody thought was real was not real. It did take a while for the rest of the world to catch on and, you know, really accept that. But the point is, until we start challenging our perceptions on things, until we start actually asking questions of our internal intuitive knowing, we're not necessarily going to get different answers. 
And our brain, lovely as it is, as beautiful as it is as calculating mathematical equations, is not great at the emotional side of things. And so it's going to default to the standard answer. I've always believed that this was fear, so therefore it is fear. The world is flat. That is the brain. But you want to become Christopher Columbus and set off and explore. It's like, what if I go the other direction and I can find a new route to go get those amazing spices? That's what you're doing. You're setting off on a new adventure and you're exploring and you don't know what you're going to discover until you actually get there. It's kind of fun. So, this is always my big thing is, is challenging people to say, you know, let's start asking questions instead of assuming that something is what it is. And your internal compass is going to tell you what is true for you. Not what's true for me, not what's true for the rest of the world, but what is actually true for you. However, the key is really getting that muscle developed and trusting it, listening to it. So you're going to have to do these questions a little bit more often. Ask, stop assuming it's yours, stop defaulting to that and ask the questions. Okay, so when you've got stuff going on, you feel that bit of a fear, you feel that butterflies in your stomach. It's like, huh, what if it's not? What if it's not fear? What if I'm excited? What if that's what's going on? And then you can check in. Does this belong to me? Does this belong to someone else? Does this belong to something else? And you can start to get a sensation of what is actually yours that you need to deal with versus what are the things that you are picking up from the rest of the world? Because you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again for some reinforcement. There's a lot of people on the planet and they've scientifically proven that we can pick up thoughts and emotions from people as far away as 33,000 miles. Now that's not quite halfway around the globe, but you get it, it's in both directions, all directions. Even if it's just limited to that, which I tend to think it's actually the entire globe that we can pick up from, but even if it's only 33,000 miles, then no matter where you are in the world, that means you are interfacing with a few billion people. And what are the odds that there is a few billion people sitting there feeling fear, feeling anxiety on a regular basis? The majority of the planet, the people function from a space of anxiety. So before you assume that it's yours, if you have the ability to pick up from say, even 2 billion people on the planet, what are the odds that what you're feeling is not even yours? Something to think about and something to ask questions about before you go assuming that that fear, quote unquote, is even fear at all. All right, have fun. We will see you on the next episode. And remember, Bulletproof Confidence Weekends are coming up. These are going to be two epic weekends. You get to spend the weekend with Christy and I, two dominatrices, giving you all the shortcuts to really ramp up your confidence so that you can make more money, have more fun, bring in your ideal mate, and more. So get signed up for that. Visit my website, innerdominatrix.com. We will see you there. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. 